The guests of the Snapchatters podcast provide incredible insights that don't always make it into the final version of each episode. Welcome to No Filter, the raw, uncut interviews with the guests of the Snapchatters podcast. This edition features Chris Strubb, who appeared in episode 30 of the show. All right. So while I have you, Chris, why don't you, um, and I'm going to be adjusting some knobs while you talk, but tell me about your first driving experience. My first driving experience. Oh, geez. I mean, I took driver's ed in high school. Uh, that was kind of fun. I kind of sucked at it. Uh, I remember the first real time, first real experience I had driving that I remember was driving from Long Island to upstate New York and almost killing my entire family trying to merge onto a highway. Apparently, you don't have the right of way when you're merging onto <laughs> a highway, but uh, you know that's New York for you. I kind of presume that I did, and the truck did not agree with me. <laughs> that's crazy. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause here real quick just to make sure our audio is good, and then we can move forward. Okay. You can put that on the uncut too. There you go. Oh, it definitely is going there. Bam, bam, bam. Some some mood lighting. <laughs> so, um, anyways, what have you been up to, man? I mean, before we get into the to the meat and potatoes of it, like, geez, you you went nuts. Like, you got everywhere. I mean, you were everywhere before in May. And then, like, you went, and, and I'm excited for you to tell us all about the project that you started. But uh, just tell me how you're doing, how you're feeling, how have you been? Uh, things are fantastic. Uh, you know, finally making some major progress. I know you were tuned in during a lot of the struggles and stuff as well. You know, through the winter and, you know, especially last fall was difficult. Um, you know, the job here in Louisville has been absolutely phenomenal. I've met so many incredible people, you know, through Humana. Uh, so many people out in the community, and I'm excited, of course, to talk on the podcast a bit about the travel that I have coming up again, that a lot of people know me as a, a traveling social media guy, and uh, I can sort of use this to, to talk about some of the travel I'm going to get a chance to do as well. That's awesome. Way cool. So uh, your heart, your mind, your body, everything's, is it all kind of oh, dude, a little better? Things, things are just so much better, you know. We'll get into it too, but like this week a year ago was the week that I did, you know, um, seven states in eight days. And so that was just friggin' nuts. You know, I was so physically drained and exhausted at the end of that. And then to get back on the road and get out to New Jersey and Baltimore, like this is August is a crazy month for me, you know, and I got my birthday coming up. So um, a lot of happy and, and uh, mixed memories coming back as I think of last August, you so know. So it's cool. I'm, I'm excited to, to, to touch every base, man. You remember our first interview too. Like I'll go wherever you want to go. Nice. You know? uh, wherever you want to go. Well, well, since I guess we'll just segue right into it, I'll start with an intro and then, um, you know, we'll just kind of go from there organically and just see what happens with the conversation. Um, so for those of you that don't know, actually, Chris and I had recorded a podcast and I believe it was in early or mid-May. Um, and thanks to the power of blab <laughs> or the lack thereof, I was very disheartened at the, uh, audio quality that I got out of it. And, um, we've been wanting to reschedule. And at about that point, um, my business started taking off and then 
just when I started Settle Down, Chris started taking off with his new project. So Chris, for the few people in my listening audience that may not know who you are yet, yeah. why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to them? Perfect. So uh, my name is Chris Strub, uh, born and raised on, on Long Island, I'm living currently in Louisville, Kentucky, lived upstate New York for a decade. But between those two, um, I traveled around the United States twice, uh, once in the summer of 2014, and then again uh, more uh, positively in the summer of 2015. Um, and we'll focus mostly on that second trip today where I visited all 50 states in 100 days and uh, relevantly uh, used Snapchat in all 50 states, including Montana. So, um you know, had a chance to volunteer with a different youth organization in all 50 U.S. states, uh, which was an incredibly fulfilling and incredibly motivating and energizing and just uh, wildly positive experience in so many ways um, that obviously changed the course of my life and uh, ended up bringing me here to the greatest job in the world uh, working with Humana, uh, you know, here in Louisville, Kentucky. So. Um, it's been a crazy, you know, everyone says they take a crazy road to, to where they are today. I, I mean, you should see some of those roads up where Brad lives, guys. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's been an incredible journey, and I'm so, so glad to get a chance, you know, that we finally have a chance to recircle back and, and do this again. Me too. I, um, I felt like, I, I was just, like I said, when I first heard that audio download from Blab, I was so upset. Because we must have spent a good hour and 25 minutes together that day. And we shared a lot of laughs. We shared a few tears. We shared, you know, we shared quite a bit through that interview. And, um, you know, I want to kind of try to bring some of that in with this one. But I, I really also want to kind of dive deep into how you're helping Humana as well. So we'll get to that point in a little bit. But just for uh, the beginning portion. Yeah. Did you, can you still hear me? I can hear you. Oh, we lost him. Call drop. It's okay. We can go audio if you want, if you can still hear me. There we go. Do you want to just go audio? Can you hear me? Nope. Okay. This will be interesting. Let me try this. Let me just try an audio call. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, brother. Can you hear me? Hey, Chris, can you hear me? I can Brad. hear you. Brado. All right. So, yeah, he's on a mobile. So that'll. I'm going to go ahead and pause this. Um, yeah. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> yeah. 
and we're back uh as i was i was just saying that you know uh, i'm happy to to get into what you're doing right now for the basics how did you find snapchat and then you know kind of go in that direction of what made you you know what kind of made you want to bring it into um some of the things that you're doing you know does that make sense Sure. So okay. I've been one of those uh, longtime Snapchatters. I know this, you know, you with your podcast have uh, surely spoken to some newbies and some lifetimers. Um, I certainly became really intrigued with Snapchat with the introduction of Stories uh, back in 2013. I think that was a major game changer. And as we saw this week, uh, you know, with Instagram introducing, um, you know, its own storytelling uh, aspects, um, it's certainly a format that can no longer be ignored. Um, you know, but I've, I've always seen Snapchat as a, a natural evolution of journalism. Uh, you know, I worked at a newspaper in upstate New York for seven years or six years and, um, you know, saw throughout the, these, uh, you know, um, 2000s, uh, the evolution of, uh, the industry, you know, that everything, all the ways that we were consuming information was more digital and more through our phones and, uh, you know, more instantaneous. And so Snapchat really solves a lot of those problems with being able to um, tell stories in the moment and tell them in interactive and creative fashions. Um, so I've always seen Snapchat as a channel um, to be able to uh, tell stories in different ways. And, um, you know, as I've uh, gained more experience and, and become more confident and, uh, you know, obviously made the leap to make the trips and everything, um, you know, really tried to explore different ways to um, tell stories and uh, not just tell stories, but tell stories that matter and that matter um, in the broad scheme of um, social good and in the broad scheme of, of positively changing the world. So, um, you know, when you look at a lot of the work that I did, especially last summer and now here with Humana, um, a lot of it. Uh, might not be as, uh, you know, fancy as your, your Sean Ayala or Sean Doris or some of these other uh, super well-known guys and gals, but, um, you know, it, it has that, that, uh, that meat to it. You know, it has that substance to it that um, is so crucial to be able to, to try and communicate. It absolutely does. And it has, a, you know, the authentic feel. And, you know, we've said before, um, in many other channels, including probably this one, that the relationships in Snapchat just seem so much deeper and real. Are you finding that the stories that you're telling for these nonprofits and that kind of realm, are you finding that people are becoming more deeply connected to those as well because of the channel and the medium that you're using? Brad, I think it's tricky because I'm here in Louisville, Kentucky, and as you know, I travel around so much that it's difficult for people that follow me sometimes um, to deeply connect with the organizations and with the people themselves because, you know. Oh, shoot. Dang, we lost him again. I, I think it's just this app. I don't know what it is, man. No worries. It's all good. We're going to push through it. We're going to make it happen. This is going to happen, Chris. <laughs> we, we are going to I'm, do this. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for you, dude. Um, it's, you want me to just pick off and, and I'll, I'll resume talking from where I was? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Do you remember where you were at? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you can just go right in and then I'll just I'll cut and splice it. It'll all sound really perfect. 
Perfect. I, I can't wait to listen to this on the uh, the unedited. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, this will be. This is great. Great podcasting right here. Absolutely, at its so, best. <laughs> so, Brad, what I what I was saying was was this that me uh, traveling around as much as I do and creating content directly in partnership with so many of these organizations, it can be difficult for my audience to sometimes even keep track of where I am, much less who I'm working with, because I work with such a variety of different people in different places. And so for me, the big lesson that I've learned um, since last summer even is to try and use my storytelling prowess and my experience and, and even some of my connections um, to inspire and encourage organizations to think creatively about ways that they can use these tools uh, to connect with their own audiences. And so, like I said, like I referenced with Sean Ayala and Sean Duras and so many, you know, Cyrene and, and Mark Kay, all these, these wonderful people with enormous audiences, I don't yield an enormous audience. Um, but what I can bring to the table is uh, this, this crazy set of experience from last summer and now here with Humana. Um, just so many different viewpoints and so many different ways to think about these technologies that, um, you know, as we know with, with consulting with organizations, there is no one way, there is no one correct way to do it. Um, and so I've been really developing and, and refining my skills with helping organizations think about how these tools can help them. I like your approach because it's not just like this, you know, look what I'm doing kind of situation. And it's not even just a, hey, look at these nonprofits for me, you know, or look at what's going on. Look at the people who I found. What you're also doing simultaneously is you're teaching them. You want yeah. to kind of go into that a little bit for us and kind of. Yeah. Teach? I mean, that's what you're seeing a lot of when you look at my um, interview with these organizations. And so, uh, you know, I know Brian Fanzo was a big fan of my interview style last summer. A lot of what you guys see when you watch me on Snapchat is um, that groundbreaking, that evangelizing, that, you know, um, most of the people that are, uh, appear with me on my Snapchat are seeing and experiencing the platform for the first time. And so um, the value that we're extracting from that, you know, that introduction, you know, think of when you sit down with your, your grandparents or, um, you know, with a friend who you're showing the app for the first time, how meaningful an experience that can be. Um, that to me is really the true value of what it is that I'm doing. And if that inspires them to, you know, possibly use Snapchat or, um, you know, Facebook Live or whatever the apps may be. I know we're on the Snapchatters podcast, but, um, you know, using a variety of different apps and giving people the tools to consider them is such an important thing. You know, you think about, uh, and I'll probably reference Brian Fanzo eight more times throughout this interview, but <laughs> the idea of people um, choosing not to use technology um, because they, they uh, realize that it's not valuable to them is way, way different than people not using technology because they don't know how to do it or they don't understand it. And so even if a lot of the organizations um, choose not to adapt um, Snapchat immediately after I'm there, um, at least now we've given them the tools to understand these platforms on which, especially, um, you know, people younger than us are communicating day to day. And maybe they get started with it six months from now. Um, or maybe they just pick up and, and use it uh, personally to communicate better with their kids. I mean, the idea of, of spreading positive information uh, and, you know, encouraging people to uh, know what's going on out there in the world um, is positive in so many ways beyond just the product 
um, that I might be creating on a day-to-day basis. You know, it's funny that you said that you would mention Fanzo at least another eight times. I, I see it'll happen. <laughs> I see I see a direct correlation in here's why because I think that you know as as Brian calls himself and you know the industry calls him a change evangelist. You know, speaking to businesses and enterprises about leveraging these tools to be better at business for their customers and 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 educating them along the way about all these tools. You are equally and oppositely. I don't know if that's a word. I just might have made that up, but <laughs> you it's are a gold star winning podcast. Thank right? you. Exactly <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> um, you are equal and opposite on the other side of it, where you are a change of evangelist on the nonprofit side, where you're you know helping people not just under understand um, a story for your friends to watch, but you're helping them understand possibly a new tool to not only communicate with themselves and uh, amongst themselves or with you. So um, you mentioned that you planted a seed basically, right? With, with all these organizations, have there been a few that have kind of adopted it and do you still keep in touch with them through Snapchat specifically? Kind of tell us a little bit more about that. Oh, yeah. So I can give you a few examples of organizations that are have definitely taken the ball and run with it. Um, Youth Rebuilding New Orleans is a, a wonderful example, um, you know, that uh, I had a chance to volunteer with them. I believe it was state number six. Uh, don't hold me to that number um, during my trip last summer. Um, and they rebuild homes uh, for, uh, you know, that were damaged in Hurricane Katrina and they sell them back to teachers um, in New Orleans at a discounted rate. I mean, you talk about an incredible organization with a beautiful mission and, and they just do such fantastic work uh, inspiring and educating youth uh, on how to you know, build and, and grow and everything. Um, they are active on Snapchat every day. Um, I actually included them as part of the Strub Snap Swaps project that, that you were actually also part of as well. Yeah, so, um, you know, by incorporating uh, the nonprofit, you know, into, you know, that whole collection of, you know, let's get all of the, the Brian Fanzos and Joel Coms and everyone to participate uh, as well. I really wanted those, that nonprofit to be part of the conversation. Um, we did it again about 10 days later with, uh, during Strub Snap Swaps with youth on their own in Tucson, Arizona, um, which, uh, whose mission is to um, help teenagers in, uh, homeless teenagers in Tucson uh, graduate from high school. Again, just a phenomenal organization with, with such great reach in their community. But obviously, it's very important for them to be able to communicate with um, you know, the teens in Tucson. And so uh, Kristen Connor, um, who's changed titles a couple times since I met her last summer at Yodo, um, just texted me yesterday a picture of their new business cards. And on their business card, very prominently, is the Snapchat logo and their Snapchat username. That's and so cool. I, I was like tearing up when I saw that to think that the, this, these organizations are embracing this as part of what they do day to day and really um, setting themselves up to communicate well um, with this next generation. Um, it, it's very powerful. You know, we're seeing it even more directly now here in Louisville um, with organizations um, like the United Way and the Community Foundation of Louisville um, and even the Institute for Healthy Air, Water, and Soil. Um, that these organizations <clears throat> having a chance to you know work with them uh, in a more meaningful fashion in a more controlled setting so no bright yellow t-shirt and long shaggy hair but having the gravitas of humana um, backing um, these conversations that I'm having has uh, allowed uh, these lessons that I'm, I'm teaching to have an even deeper impact um, and 
Brad, we're just beginning, man. Um, you know, I'm really happy to uh, share with your listeners that on August 15th, I'm heading to San Antonio, um, again through Humana, to work with um, a whole bunch of uh, nonprofit and community-related health organizations um, in their city. And then in the months ahead, I'll be heading to some other cities. Um, nothing finalized yet, so maybe we'll just uh, leave the door ajar for people to follow me on Snapchat and Twitter to find out. But um, other cities that are, uh, you know, core communities within Humana's bold goal mission, uh, mostly around the southeastern United States. So sorry, no Montana yet. Ah. Um, but you know, these these communities where I'll have a chance to work directly, um, you know, through these these uh, already developed relationships with Humana. Um, to teach them some of the same lessons. And it's incredible. Uh, man, I'm, I'm droning on a lot. But it's incredible um, how each of these experiences compounds onto the next. And um, I just feel more confident and, and stronger and, and more educated about the struggles facing this world um, every day. Yeah, you're getting kind of a, a look on the front lines, aren't you? It's Brad. It's so incredible, and it you know I talked about this on on the the Bidzy podcast that I recorded the other day as well. That um, you know having these experiences, uh, you know he asked me uh, why is it good to be Chris Strub, you know, and I said you know just having these experiences even at age thirty now um, just really grounds you and it gives you a sense of perspective as to what's important in life and. Um, getting a chance to work with these organizations and with these people who have dedicated their own lives and careers to making the world a better place, to uh, cleaning up the the air in in Louisville, you know, through the Institute of Healthy Air, Water, and Soil, or you know, the YMCA and the Boys and Girls Club, and and all of the different youth organizations that I worked with last summer. That's what's important. You know what I mean? That's what's important to me, and that's what really gets me going every single day. You know that and the uh, the Nutribullet smoothies that are <laughs> that, that are sort of my signature now on Snapchat daily. Yeah. So um, it keeps you grounded, man, and it, it gives you this incredible sense of perspective that you know I feel like a lot of people don't achieve until much later in life. You know, absolutely. Okay, so now we've covered the surface stuff and and everything that we all see, and now I get to ask the deeper questions. And Bring it you, on. You Let's can, go. <laughs> you can Before share. Skype craps out on me again. <laughs> yeah. You, you can share as much or as little as you want. And, you know, I, I just kind of want to bring some, you know, some context into because I think a lot of people will identify mm-hmm. um, with those with those times in life when not everything is clicking. You know what I mean? So sure. um, let's let's rewind the clock a little bit. Let's go back a, about a year or so ago. Take me from <sighs> that spot. Up until you talk to you talk to Humana for the first time, you don't have to go because that'll be a separate story with the Humana and your discovery and how all that came out. Because that's the good news at the end, right? But but kind of oh, take us absolutely right. So so kind of take us into that other spot and share as much or as little as you want. A few different spots, man. I mean, we were talking right before we got started with the official recording here. Um, you know, this week last year was uh, particularly difficult. I had set a very tight schedule for myself to travel around. Um, you know, we were in day, you know, 80 something, whatever, and I was visiting seven states in eight days, you know, including visits on Saturday and Sunday. Like, these organizations are, aren't even open on Sundays. Um, and to, to drive around the, the entire Northeast, you know, Massachusetts and Connecticut and, and Rhode Island, like, it was exhausting, man. It was, it was so tiring to be at the tail end of this trip that brought me all the way out across montana and texas and new mexico like oh 
Right. And so, you know, I reach, I reach the finish line, we get through it, you know, and, and of course this is all self-imposed struggle. So whatever. And I get back to South Carolina and, and, you know, just cross your fingers and hope like, Hey, you know, someone, uh, maybe someone saw this trip, you know, during the summer, I ended up applying to, you know, some of the organizations that I worked with. I was applying for jobs in Greenville. Um, I applied to manage a Taco Bell. Um, I applied for everything you could find, man. And, um, couldn't find a job. You know, it's tough out there. It's really, really difficult. Um, and so I was struggling to pay the rent. I remember going on Blab and, and shedding legitimate tears that I, you know, what have, what have I done? You know what I mean? What did I do to myself? Like, why? Why did I put myself through all of this? It was, it, it's difficult to think about. And, um, you know, thankfully I got a phone call from my old boss. I was able to get a job, um, up in upstate New York. So I moved from South Carolina back to upstate New York in October and, um, spent about six months there and, um, continued to tell the story, you know, that I didn't give up on, um, the idea, the concept of using social media for social good ended up, uh, getting that, that first real big line from Brian Fanzo, um, to go speak at, at, Summit Live uh, in San Francisco, which was phenomenal. Introduced me to so many people. Um, but then into March, um, I get another phone call uh, from Dan Gingis uh, here at Humana um, saying, hey, like, you know, I just learned about this, this bold goal initiative that, that our company is doing, uh, working to, uh, you know, leverage relationships with community partners uh, here in Louisville and around the Southeast to uh, collectively improve health and wellness. Um, by 20% by the year 2020. And, and, you know, maybe we can make something work. You know, this is the sort of project that's just perfect for you. And I clung to that, Brad. I grabbed onto that and I said, Dan, I want to do this at all costs. Like, let's please, please, please try and make this happen somehow. Like, just give me a chance. And it was a struggle. <laughs> it took 10 weeks or so to get all that together, different mm -hmm. phone calls. At one point I called him and, and said, dude, just let me come do this for free. Now don't tell my bosses that I said, that, <laughs> right. but I was, I was like, I was like, Dan, I'm going to drive down there. I'm going to do this work for a month for free. And I'm going to prove to you guys just how much I want this and how much this means to me. And he was like, uh, how about we'll pay you? Like, come on down. So it worked out, dude. Um, you know, I ended up, um, you know, moving down here uh, to Louisville on June 1st. And now um, all of that excitement and energy uh, translates into this amazing, amazing, amazing job that I just, I am so thankful and so grateful for every single day. That's so cool. I mean, like, if that, if that's, if the past six minutes isn't enough to inspire somebody to push through all the bullshit that happens along the way when you put your heart and soul into something and it still doesn't seem to be enough. If this part doesn't speak to anybody, then maybe they don't have a pulse. And um, this just hits me right where I need it right now, Chris. Thank you so much. Um, Brad, I appreciate people like you, man. I mean, you go out of your way, and I said this during Strub Snap Swaps as well. We can we can touch on that project as well if you want. But absolutely. just the idea of, of giving people a stage to tell their stories and to come on and open up a little bit and, and give people an opportunity um, to talk about what they do and who they are and why they do what they do. Um, man, there are not nearly enough Brads in this world, and I, I mean that with with 
immense sincerity that you know in a world and a, a little mini slice of the universe that all seems to be so self-centered and and everyone is just trying to promote themselves you are the guy who goes out of his way to create this stage for all of us and i speak on behalf of all of the other snapchat podcast alums to come on and, and tell our stories. And I know this podcast has opened doors for other people. Um, I've had a chance to see some of the recordings live and participate with Vincent and, you know, Chris and uh, Gillentine and, and all of these wonderful people. And man, you don't get nearly enough credit and you are a hell of a guy. So I, I sincerely apologize that it took me this long to reschedule this with you, but know that this was something that has been near and dear to my heart uh, for a long time. Dude, I, Thank you. Uh, that means that means the world to me. Like I, sometimes you need to know that what you do sticks. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you get to make friends along the way. And I always say that to, you know, people that I'm talking to social media with and in life in general. You know, you're doing it right if you're making friends along the way. And you know, um, our relationship is just like that. You know, we might not touch base every day or even every week, but when we do get to talk, it's just like we've just picking up where we left off. Like I, that feels so awesome to me. And I think that's a credit to your authenticity and, and your big heart. You're just like me. You wear your heart on your sleeve and you know, you go all in with your heart and your brain and your body and you just give. And that's the way I identify and you know what, Brad? I'm going to tie this back to Snapchat as well because you and I have never met. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. The, our, the the friendship that we have and this relationship that we've developed is because we both have a little uh, yellow ghost on our phone, <laughs> and we were able to connect. You know, through that platform. You know, through Blab and and you know, obviously Facebook, Periscope, whatever. But um, you know, it goes so much deeper than that. That both of us have have been so blessed and been so lucky to develop these relationships around the world, and and you know sometimes they manifest into those real life meetings. You know, I know you had a great time in San Diego, which I was unfortunately unable to make it to. Um, you know, I, I was able to get out to uh, you know Summit Live, the former Periscope Summit in January, and meet a lot of the same people there. Um, but those friendships, if you're listening to this and you're doubting the power. And you're doubting the influence that um, you know Snapchat or social media in general can have on your life, um, man. It's it's immense and it's it's world changing. And you know, for the two of us together on this podcast today, um, I think I hope that your listeners can tell uh, how meaningful these these relationships can be. Absolutely. And, and you brought up something earlier, and we'll kind of change gears here. But you brought up the uh, Strub Swap Snaps. Mm-hmm. Close enough, sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's the concussion brain that changes everything around. Um, <laughs> guilty. <laughs> How did that idea come up? You know, like, you know, talk me through the beginning process of it. And then yeah. obviously going through that execution of, yep. oh, that just, just tell the story. Uh, Yeah, you remember the execution. I think the night that I swapped with Brad, I I introduced myself by crying over a glass of whiskey (laughs) and playing the song. This is the the song that never ends. So um, that was a good time. But yeah, for for anyone listening who who doesn't know about the project, um, February 27th, I started uh, uh, a one in a kind thing called Strub Snap Swaps, where I I literally did a snap swap. So um, we traded passwords uh, with 50... Um, individuals from around the world um, in 50 consecutive days. And that is including uh, weekends, that is including holidays like Easter. Um, thank you, Ryan Pena. 
um, you know, there were no days off. It was much like my, my road trip, right? 50 days, 50 snap swaps, um, and just never ending creativity and ingenuity, um, you know, for, for 50 days. Um, you know, we started with Caitlin Moose, who was just an angel in Greenville, South Carolina. And of course, day 50 was the legendary, uh, Jason Yarborough. And so the idea itself came from, uh, came from those guys. It came from, uh, I, I think the first snap swap that I saw was Yarby and Vincenzo Landino. And, uh, for me as an economics guy, um, I Shoot, I think. Hey, Chris. Oh, we got so good. We were doing so good. All right, I'm going to pause. Was. Yeah, go for it. So what I was saying was this. That's, that's me. That's what I do. That's what I'm about, right? Uh, being out there and, you know, my trip was inspired by a couple of volunteer experiences that I did that gave me this emotional rush and, you know, made me feel good. And, and I said, well, why don't I just go do that in all 50 states in 100 days? <laughs> you know, so um, taking that benefit and, and what works and um, multiplying it uh, in a rational amount um, to something that really becomes magnificent was was really the idea behind it. So, you know, if one snap swap works and people love it, then why not do 50 of them, right? So, right. Um, you know, I put in a few weeks of planning. Um, you know, you remember I reached out probably a couple months before we actually even did our swap. Um, and, and again, planning is so important when you're when you're thinking about these sort of things. Um, and we just did it. We made it happen. You know, I, I you know you think of Nike, like just do it. I just did it, man. Yeah. Like, um, you know. Take that that snap swap uh, concept that that a lot of people um, have since embraced, and just do it every single day, and don't give up, and don't stop, and um, have some fun with it along the way. And um, it really provided a great stage um, for a lot of people, you know, as we were just talking about with the podcast, um, to for people to meet new people. And by the end of it, by day thirty, day forty. Um, it was a pretty hip thing that people said, man, who's coming up next? And how am I, how can I become right. a part of that? Yeah. And, um, it was, you know, we, th- and this was before ghost codes, right? So, yeah. you know, when people were saying like, oh, how do I find new people on Snapchat? Like <laughs> one of the answers was, well, scrub snap swaps, you know, because there was such a different variety of people, you know, guys and girls, old and young, you know, America and Australia and the UK and, and just everywhere. So, it was just really, really fun and a great way to um, symbiotically, um, you know, grow audiences in a really organic and authentic and and meaningful fashion. Um, you know, for me, of course, and for all of the people that uh, were involved with the project. I was really kind of, I just, I loved having the feeling that we were going somewhere totally different on any given day. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it could be, you know, you, you know, you tell us, you know, who's up next and everything and, you know, where they live. And, you know, that part is even, you know, that draws you in. But once you start watching and if you're not following that person and it's completely new, which happened to me several times because a lot of the people that were on Strub Snaps, I didn't follow up until that point, which now I do. Thank you very much, yeah, <laughs> by the you're, way. You're, you're very welcome. <laughs> it's like, it's it was just like, oh, wow, it's so cool to get a slice of life of people that 
aren't in your neighborhood, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or aren't in your snap feed all the time. It's so good to see something new and real. And it seems like we all had a, a real as, you know, um, swappers <laughs> from that right. perspective. It was just, it felt good to be something small part of a bigger picture where everybody gets to benefit. And that, it was, it was, just it so was cool. really, it was really incredible to uh, be able to uh, orchestrate something like that. And, um, you know, two other things too. I mean, as you watched it, um, I hope it came, you know, my sense of gratitude to each one of the swappers came across, oh, yeah. you know, I, uh, like, you know, it, it was a huge investment for people to uh, hand over their account credentials to me. A lot of people, um, it was their first time doing a snap swap. And so it was a new concept um, that, you know, everyone seemed to enjoy and feel comfortable with. Um, but the other part of it, of course, was um, the opportunity to also raise some money um, for the nonprofits that I worked with. Uh, so the 50 days coordinated uh, with the 50 states that I visited. Um, for example, state number 50 was North Carolina, and Jason Yarborough uh, lived in North Carolina at the time. Of course, now he lives up in Montana with you. I don't know how you pulled that string. Um, but uh, you know, any any books that we sold. So I have a book, 50 states, 100 days, the book. Um, any books that I sold on that given day, I would donate a dollar um, to that specific organization uh, that, that lined up with that state, if that makes any sense. So when it was all over, um, I made a, a big donation um, to a whole bunch of different organizations. Um, I actually, I have a stack of paperwork here on my desk. That's all the thank you cards that I got from all the organizations. So I'm going to make a little snap story out of that pretty soon oh, as well. Cool. Um, but it was just really special and really meaningful to be able to, um, you know, talk about the organizations. You know, when I swapped with say Victoria Taylor in the UK, I remember, um, you know, that was Iowa. So on that day, I spoke about my experience in Iowa and spoke about um, youth emergency services and shelter. And so it was a really wonderful way for me also to sort of relive and walk back through a lot of the experiences that I had had the summer before. Absolutely. Yeah, it was really cool. And kind of along those lines with, you know, obviously the Snapchatters podcast, you know, you think we're just going to talk about Snapchat, but we're actually going to kind of evolve the conversation a little bit later into, you know, what does the future look like? But from, from my perspective, I, you know, you've been a Snapchatter much longer than I have, but I'm pretty sure that you'll probably agree with this statement that I can look back on when I started in Snapchat as a brand new person, as we all do, and um, to where I'm at now, it's kind of neat to see the uh, the evolution of the app itself, but also the evolution of my own type of storytelling and my own style and my own cadence. And I'm sure that you see that as well for you and your past, probably more so because you've been on it longer than I have. Am I right? Uh, you know, um, I think my personal storytelling skills are something that I work on every single day. Uh, and I, I think that that's probably true for many of us. Um, you know, try and watch as many stories as possible and, and communicate with others. Uh, you know, and, and obviously many of the people that inspired me were part of the Strub Snap Swaps project. I've been incredibly impressed watching your evolution as a storyteller. I mean, you talk about jumping leaps and bounds and just becoming <laughs> so much better. I, I'm super impressed with, with everything that you do, Brad. Um, but like I mentioned for me, you know, sometimes, uh, uh, you know, I prefer to play the uh, connect the dots game. And uh, sometimes it's not so much for me about me personally having uh, – 
the prettiest looking, you know, emoji art or, um, you know, the, the smoothest, you know, transitions and, and uh, all of that stuff. Like that to me isn't really what my content is about. You know, as I was saying before, um, I look at myself much more as, uh, you know, an evangelist, you know, to all of these nonprofits and, and everyone that I'm working with. And so my, my content creation and my personal storytelling prowess has taken a bit of a backseat. You know, that I, you guys, if you watched any of the Strub Snap Swap stuff, you, you probably saw, you know, some of my um, storytelling tricks come out. And I think the story I was most proud of was probably, you know, Joel Com Day 49, you know, where I really spent like all day long telling like a two minute story <laughs> that I thought, you know, I did like the uh, 10 fast snaps and, and, you know, uh, you know, tried to mimic some of, you know, Joel's, uh, you know, some of his, uh, his, you know what I'm saying, right. try to try to be more like Joel, right? Right, right. So um, that's something that I struggle with every day now, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm starting to reach that point now where I think I have to start to try and put out better stuff. Um, but again, for me, it's just all, it's, it's just about be yourself. And I hate to keep going back to that idea and that concept, but that's what's most important. And I think that's what people, um, at least those who do respect me, <laughs> um, I think it, that's what people respect about me and my style is I don't try and be something that I'm not. Um, I don't try and be pinky. And I don't try and be Sean Ayala. Like uh, I just, you know, I see a lot of Ginny can breathe in myself, maybe, you know, that that sort of self-empowerment and that sort of um, respecting yourself and respecting others and, you know, the I trust you movement and everything, Um, you know, and she's she's obviously uh, leaps and bounds ahead of me from an artistic perspective, being able to create stuff that's beautiful and and interesting and exciting. But, you know, what's in her heart, I think, is what uh, makes me gravitate so much to her is is that emotion and that that real true sentiment to respect others and build others up. And and that sort of uh, idea um, is, is what I resonate with the most. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you'll have a different story style, but you'll still have the same message in the heart. And that's, you're absolutely right. When you, as you evolve your storytelling and these apps evolve, I mean, obviously, you know, Instagram stories is a thing now. Uh, You know, we kind of wait to see Snapchat's next iteration, you know, then people like to debate going back and forth about what's better. But instead of going down that rabbit hole with you, how about we instead... What do you uh, what do you see next in terms of your storytelling holistically? And it's and it's okay if you go beyond Snapchat. I know it's the Snapchatters podcast, but just kind of think down with you know the projects that you have with Humana, with the people you're connecting with. Talk to me a little bit more about the rest of the apps. I <laughs> see. Again, my goal with Snapchat, with everything, with the work that I do, is to inspire and empower. Um, people who have no familiarity at all with the app um, to put their own spin on it and to, to jump on board and do their own thing. So when I keep an eye on you know some of these organizations, uh, when I see Kristen Connor in Tucson you know crushing it, or I see you know Prince at Youth on Their Own crushing it. Um, another example here is the Ideas X Lab in Louisville. Um, this this guy Josh Miller, he's a professional photographer, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know he's 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 my age, maybe a little bit younger. Um, and just this crazy good photographer who's who's also you know whose job 
you know, the Ideas X Lab is all about, uh, you know, health is social and, and uh, health equity in Louisville and, and uh, you know, uh, improving uh, public health, you know, for some of the the rougher neighborhoods here um, in Louisville. And I said to him, and I sat down with him the first time I showed him Snapchat, and I was like, Josh, this is the first day that you're using Snapchat, and you're already better at it than I am. And I meant that because the skills that he has translate, as a photographer and as a storyteller himself, translate so perfectly to this platform that, for me, the pride that I have and the, the sense of accomplishment that I have isn't about me telling his story. It's not about me asking him a question and getting him on there. The sense of accomplishment that I feel is that now he feels empowered to be able to tell his story in a new way. Now he's able to connect with this new audience. And all of us, you know, in the social media field, you know, all the familiar names, you know, within our circle in the industry, um, we all work so hard at building up our old, our own brands and everything. But, you know, I feel so much more proud of knowing that I was the first person to show this this guy this app. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like my guidance and my instruction and my encouragement help this person get off the ground with what they're creating. And so when you think of it that way, when you think of the, the multiplicity of your voice and your message and what you're trying to do, um, you could be the greatest, most influential, uh, or the, the, the greatest, most verbose speaker in the world. But um, when you start to have people email you and text you and DM you, and people snap me quite frequently to say, you know, Chris, you inspire me as a creator and you've helped me get better in all of these things, that is where I want to continue to go. That, that, that feeling, that emotion is so much better than even creating a story that I might be proud of myself. Absolutely. Like if that, if that makes any sense. Totally, totally does. Because it's like when you're teaching somebody and, and they get that, that light goes off in their eye, right? That little there's twinkle. Nothing, there's nothing like that. I know. You know it's what I mean? insanely awesome. Yes, I totally get it. And, and so, Brad, here's, here's the other thing, right? Like, people, you know, people in our industry, and I'll keep going back to that, right, like to talk about the numbers, you know, how many people are on Snapchat versus Vine and, and Periscope and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, hold on a second. How many people in the world are not on these apps? You know what I mean? <laughs> Think of all the magnificent stories that aren't being told. Why aren't they being told? And m more importantly, the, the influx of stories and what you're seeing, you know, on Snapchat through Discover and all of this stuff is all corporations, you know, MTV and, and Cosmopolitan and, and ESPN and all of these mega big brands. And who's using these apps? I mean, it's kids. You know what I mean? It's, our, mm -hmm. it's the younger generation. And so when we think of how, you know, oh, we're so proud that our kids are going to be digital natives and they're going to, you know, know how to use all these apps and everything so much more natively and, and uh, more naturally than we do. Well, maybe we have to think as a community and as a country and as a world, like how do we make sure that we're offering protection and we're offering guidance um, to this next generation in ways that they are understanding? That it's not just about go to the YMCA and go into the swimming pool and have a good time anymore. Like why isn't there, and I've written about this, why isn't there a YMCA Discovery Channel or why isn't there a Boys and Girls Club of America you know, Snapchat account that people can watch and learn about what these organizations are about. And more so than that, 
more so than the the organizations putting out content and uh, you know showing what you know what they do and who they are, etc. I think it's even more important that organizations consider these uh, platforms uh, to listen and to have an open mind. You know, we talk so much, uh, and you know, we try and raise awareness as parents. And, and I'm not a parent, by the way, um, but you know, parents try and raise awareness of, of suicide hotlines. You know, if if you feel uh, scared, if if you ever feel alone, call this number and speak to this person. Well, kids don't make phone calls anymore. Right. Kids sit on Snapchat. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so when you think about it from a holistic perspective and look at it from a whole, right? Like right. looking at it from above, wouldn't it make sense for there to be options like that on these apps that allow kids that same release in the place where they're spending their time. That if a kid is going to bed at 11 o'clock at night and mom says goodnight and she goes to sleep and this kid stays up for three hours watching every single instant of all the content that's on the Snapchat Discover platform and from all their friends, do we really think that it's healthy for them to consume all the time, you know, pictures and video and gossip about the Kardashians and Lamar Odom? This is ludicrous. Yeah. It's awful when you think about the reality of what it is that these kids are consuming every day without being quote unquote fed or at least have the opportunity to look at the positive programming that's taking place through organizations like Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Boys and Girls Club, the YMCA, Girls on the Run, like it's all there. I'm telling you, having traveled to all 50 states, those stories are there. They need to be told, and we need more people to who understand and who feel compelled to want to tell them on these platforms. Like that's if if I if I can accomplish one thing in my life, Brad, like that's what this whole trip really was about: is inspiring and and trying to express to all of these organizations, you know, and of course volunteer, you know, get out and volunteer was a big part of it as well. Like I did all this volunteer work, but the more I thought about it after the trip as well, like it's really, really important for us as adults and as creators to think about how what we're putting out there and what we're producing is being absorbed by kids who don't know any other way and don't know any better because this is all they have now. And if we can't include "quote unquote" healthy content or meaningful content in the in the course of what it is that they're consuming every single night, we're setting a really dangerous precedent for what our next generation is going to think is is normal and think is healthy. Absolutely. So, like, sorry, that was a bit of a rant. No, but. that was good. No, that, you know, <laughs> I, I totally agree too. But you know, it's and it seems millennials are more apt to help. Like they want to be a part of something more, you know, special and more real. You know, that's why it's not really realistic that they would be in the same job for 30 years or me for that matter. Because I'm like, okay, you know, full disclosure, I'm probably fully Gen X as a birth year of 79. But whatever. I still have that <laughs> millennial mindset. So we'll, we'll give it to you. We'll, yeah, we'll thanks. Give you I'll you. wear it with, with, you know, a proud badge of honor and a big old smile on my face. But you know, it's uh, they they want to be a part of something. Why not give them those avenues and those channels to kind of, you know, don't make them seek it out like that. But it, man, if it was on the snap, you know, right where their attention is, you know, like that's you're totally onto something. We're 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 looking at the possibility of saving kids' lives when they are sitting staring at their their iPhone seven, you know, this December and it's four o'clock in the morning right. and they have no one to turn to and 
They're not going to pick up the phone and call the suicide hotline. If there was someone in their Snapchat list that they could send a message to, and you know, we can talk about customer service and, and you know, incorporate all the different angles of it, but just having someone there to listen. Imagine you know, a, a six-year-old or an eight-year-old kid laying in bed, despondent about life, you know, you know, looking at the razor next to his bed, thinking about slitting his wrist, and instead turning to Snapchat and turning to, uh, you know, the, the resource that's there to say, I'm thinking of killing myself. Mm-hmm. And someone writes back to him and says, it's going to be okay. Like, ah, you know, like that, it's something that needs to happen. Like it just, we have to draw that, that, conclusion together where it's just going to get worse before it gets any better totally i agree and hopefully this uh you know somebody will be coming along the way and you know they'll be seeing you speak somewhere or they'll see you on a snap or an instagram or a youtube or you know maybe humbly listening to the snapchatters podcast but that this will inspire them to help take action and to help amplify you and give you the support that you need to to make this happen because you're absolutely right they're not you know we're not people that i I hate getting phone calls chris i'm that guy now so you know and if i'm feeling that as a 30 ish seven ish year old (laughs) dude right um you know my little brother for example hates phone calls like don't call me text me snap me you know what i mean so yeah we need to be able to give them the avenues you know to be where their attention is to be available where their attention is maybe not so much from a marketing perspective but to be available to show them that they are there for that case for those scenarios where you need the help and you don't necessarily feel right about picking up a phone and calling somebody about it but maybe you are more apt to reach out because of some of the authentic relationships you've made through snapchat or through anything anything else but also because of some great content um by a charitable organization that that is that cares and recognizes the uh, the change that needs to be made and then does it um, I got to kind of help uh, wrap it up a little bit towards that direction. So, Chris, how do people find you on the snaps and anywhere else? This is this is your time to shine. I give my give the floor to my guests. You can have at it. Tell Let's them what it, you man. want. Uh, yeah. I'd love for your your listeners to check out teamstrub.com. That's T E A M S T R U B.com. Right at the top of the website there, there's a link to check out my book. It's called 50 States, 100 Days of the Book, and it'll bring you along the way uh, through all 50 U.S. states, including beautiful Missoula, Montana, where I worked with the incredible NCBI Missoula, which I know you've you've read more about because of my trip, which Absolutely. in and of itself makes me yep. um, happy. <laughs> um, it's so cool yeah so uh teamstrub.com is where you can check out the book you can review all of the different organizations i worked with around the united states you can also check back on my youtube channel and watch all of the extended interviews that i did with these organizations uh, if you want to keep up with me now um you're going to want to find me on facebook it's facebook.com slash teamstrub and that's where i'm hosting a lot of my live facebook live interviews uh, as well as repurposing a lot of my snapchat uh, and or Instagram stories content. I think that's, that remains to be seen in the next couple of weeks. Um, but everywhere else, and of course, if you want to follow me on Snapchat, 
um, I shouldn't even say follow. You want to friend me and send me a message and I'll message you back. Uh, anyone who uh, knows me through Snapchat knows that I'm very communicative and responsive. And uh, I think both of us are probably feeling that itchy trigger finger to check our Snapchat and even see if anyone's messaged us in the last hour here. So um, <laughs> that's a constant. Snapchat, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, uh, it's all Chris Strub, C-H-R-I-S. S-T-R-U-B, and uh, I want to say thank you one more time for having me today, Brad. This was this was a heck of a lot of fun, and uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime. Absolutely. I am very, very blessed that not only did I get to talk to a great guest once, but I got to do it twice and still receive just massive value from it. So thank you so much for spending time with me and for my listeners. And, you know, anything you need help with along the way, man, you know, you can reach out, and uh, let's keep in touch. You got it, brother. Thank you so much, Brad. No problem, Chris. You take care, man. Okay. See ya. See ya.